welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And I'm Jan. And here on Trek to the Holodeck, we do the very hard work of watching and ranking uh, every single Holodeck episode because we know that's exactly what you, the the listener, have been clamoring for, is a, a podcast that watches and ranks all the Star Trek episodes. Yeah. What constitutes a holodeck episode, you might ask? Or what is even a holodeck? Yeah. It's it's like video games or VR in the future. It's how people pass the time and mm-hmm. and, and screw around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we are going to watch every single episode ever to feature the holodeck, whether it's for like half a second or two hours. We're going because to be ranking those episodes. We love the holodeck, unlike a majority of Star Trek fans. Yeah. Hashtag the holodeck is the best. Or Hosh- that was a hashtag, bad hashtag. Uh, holla best deck. Holla best. Holla best deck. Holla best deck. Um, <laughs> how are we ranking? How are we ranking these? We rank them on a uh, a very special system that we came up called Drasks, and it's a one to five ranking for every single category. And the categories are dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Oh yeah. Nice. And nice. we are doing what today? We're also we also don't just do episodes. We do oh, Star man. Trek movies that Ooh, involve the holodeck in them. The holodeck. And today we are doing Star Trek Generations that um originally came out November eighteenth, nineteen ninety-four. We went from doing a Star Trek episode that made a movie in the holodeck to doing a Star Trek movie that had a holodeck scene. Yep. See, there's there's a little bit there's a little bit of method to our a little bit of golden seemingly random <laughs> episodes. We're so I do smart. think that we we often do get inspired by the last episode that we did. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, yeah. So right. guys, um, you know, pick your pick either your old car or your new car. Right. Uh, Make sure you you have the the the, the right keys though, because you don't want to walk out to the old car that you picked with like an electric fob and try to unlock it. Yeah, that's, that's not gonna, gonna work. work. That's an old 1982 BMW. You're not gonna be able to get into that with yeah. Yeah. with an electric fob. It's got its own. It's got its own tricks. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yeah. it's fun, but uh, it's not gonna do what you need it to do necessarily. Right. At all. Right. Um, <laughs> This is too weird. So once you have once you have the correct set of keys and you've like ran back into the house kind of awkwardly and grabbed the right set of keys, yeah. you back you're back out. You're sitting in whichever car you chose. Make sure you buckle that seatbelt, you know, because mm-hmm. like you don't want to get in a car accident or yeah. like come flying out of the sky and like right. run over a bunch of trees in like yeah. the longest crash sequence I've ever seen in my a- life. Absolutely. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt and make it's sure that it just makes sense. Make sure the stuff in the back seat is like, is down under the seat. So if you do get in a big accident, it doesn't come flying forward right. and hit you. Right. Um, and then, you know, turn that car on, mm-hmm. rev it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then punch the gas and come with us on our trip to the holiday. Believe these simulations to be this real? Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something. A little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Mm-hmm. 
We're such losers. <laughs> I think we should very briefly uh, shout out the. This is the first time that I think any of us have heard of a of like a th- from a third party yes. that we have a listener that we don't of our know podcast, that we yeah. don't know. <laughs> like right, I know that right. we have listeners that we don't know, but this is the first time that it's like come back to us. Yeah, somebody listens to this podcast. Right. I, was, I was talking to a friend. They ended up talking to their husband about the the podcast and their husband uh has their own podcast and the the person that their husband does a podcast with was like that same day was saying like hey have you heard of the hall the holodeck podcast the podcast that does star trek but very specifically the holodeck we've done like, it yeah that i know him that's his podcast it we crazy. did it we made it we, we made it so that's it <laughs> Uh, it's panned out, but this is the last episode. We're done. <laughs> when we started the podcast, we're like, we just need a third party to tell us about a podcast that happens to be our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Become those people. Oh man. Incredible. Yeah. That made us so thank you. Um, third, uh, whoever you are. Thank yeah. you. And thank right, you let's, for listening. Keep, keep spreading the word. Keep spreading the good word. Oh, it's going to turn out that it's actually another holodeck focused podcast. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, when I heard that, it prompted me to look at our listenership, which still is not high at all. And then <laughs> it prompted me to do a Google search of Star Trek podcast holodeck. Just and, to make sure. And to make sure. And then I realized that our our, our SEO is terrible because our what? podcast didn't even pop up within the first page. Oh, and shit. It, it, Google's personalized. It it should know that I have a holiday <laughs> podcast called Trek to the Holiday. It has all the information, and it didn't even it didn't even <laughs> pop up then. Like so, our SEO is terrible because the podcasts that did come up were like. Uh, f- live from the holodeck, which has nothing to do with the holodeck. It's just yeah. a Star Trek podcast. And like mm-hmm. another one that's like not a holodeck podcast. It's just a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Went, it's called The Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek podcast. Right. So now I'm like, mm, I think I need to work on our SEO. Yeah, we need to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so if we have, a, if one of our many listeners uh, <laughs> is an SEO expert, we probably Please, just need to, we need to create us. a blog probably or something and we just need to post. Or create our own stuff. website so that we can like put in tags and stuff. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We can uh, talk this about is a good that time later. to mention that if you do listen, make sure you're subscribed and, uh, yeah. and a, a review on Apple Podcasts would be great. It really helps uh, us go there. And, and also, we are part of the awesome Indiesaurus Network. Yep. So right. go check them out as well. Uh, yeah. They've got a really great uh, ide- network identification too, don't they? Yeah. You yeah. should play it. So- sounds like this. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I I feel like we're kind of like holodeck evangelicals, you know? Uh, Whenever anyone asks about the holodeck, I try to convert them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I try to convert them immediately. (laughs) There was another thread. Have we already talked about this on Reddit where somebody was like, I just don't get it. Right. Holodeck episodes. <laughs> I just don't get it. And I posted in there because they were like, I just came here for the sci-fi, which is like the old like standard. Like, yeah, I, I don't like sure. it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is sci-fi to you? Right. Do you mean you just came here for spaceships fighting spaceships? Go watch Star Wars. Go watch Star Wars. Good Lord. Uh, you're like, and after I like it broke down, like, this is what sci-fi is. So how is this not sci-fi? They were just like, 
I guess I just don't like it. Like, okay, fair. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try to tell you what to like or not like, but don't, don't justify shit talk it. it. Yeah. Yeah. By claiming it's, like, it's yes, not sci-fi. This holodeck episode happens to be fantasy, but the science that makes it possible is science is. fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should, you should just start, uh, like whenever anyone posts about how much they hate the holodeck, you just start spamming our podcast. Be like, I've got the perfect, uh, podcast for you. Trek to the holodeck. <laughs> I know it's it's so hard. I and I, people on Reddit are so weird about promotion, right? I, like whenever people do it and like they get like tons of positive feedback, I'm like, how do you how how did you guys how did you do that? How did you yeah. not get yelled at? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we did uh, Generations, Star Trek Generations, the movie. Woo! Like Dylan said, it came out November eighteenth, nineteen ninety four, and the screenplay was written by. Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga. Yo, this is the usual suspects, man. We man, got it's the A team, the yeah. whole team. Rick Berman, um, Ronald BB D. Moore, and Ronald D. Moore, BB, yeah. uh, directed yeah. by David Carson, who directed like a few episodes of um, Star Trek, right? Yeah, he did Yesterday's Enterprise. He did Emissary from Deep Space Nine. Oh shit, those are some and good Yesterday's ones. Enterprise was the one with Scotty, right? No, Yesterday's Enterprise is the one... You're thinking of Relics, I'm which is Relics. also great. Yeah. Yesterday's Enterprise is the one where uh, Guinan... Once again, Guinan... Weird time stuff happens. Guinan notices, and then the Enterprise C shows up. Ooh. And there's a temporal paradox thing that they have to fix. A lot of weird temporal paradoxes, can get, man. Can we get... Uh, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. Can we get... Because um, PP wants to just shit out uh, tra- Star Trek <laughs> stuff. Can we... Yeah, pee pee. Can we can we just can we get Star Trek the Last Generation? And it's like a new Star Trek Enterprise, like Starship Enterprise in like the, the last future one. future, like like past Deep Space Nine future. It's past just like disco. Yeah. Well disco way past a, disco. Disco's a a well, prequel baby. But not anymore. Well the ship is spoilers. Yeah. The well, ship yeah. is yeah. old as shit. Maybe maybe in disco's uh, future, or maybe somewhere in between Disco's future and Deep Space Nine. Well, there be- is an Enterprise J reference in Star Trek Enterprise. Whoa. It'd be kind of fun yeah, to do The Last Generation. It's just Enterprise Z, and it's literally the end right, of they're the Federation. They're decommissioning, they're decommissioning the Enterprise. It's like, yeah. 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 And, it's and a clip like, show. We can't make anymore. We can't it's, make anymore. It's just right. a clip show of all of Star Trek. <laughs> well, no, I just I want to see a third captain. Not a third, but like I want to see another captain of the Enterprise, right? Yeah, that'd be a big deal. I feel like it. It's weird. It's like this fourth rail that they don't explore as much anymore. Like they're just afraid of doing it. Yeah, because right? they they didn't. I feel like it would have been easy in Picard to just show Whoever. an Enterprise again. Right? Yeah, why not? And I do appreciate the sort of like hesitancy of like the low hanging fruit, but they didn't even last a whole season of Discovery before right. you're like. Here's the Enterprise. Here's the Enterprise. Look at the Enterprise. Look at it. I was like, cool. Why didn't you? If you wanted to do that show, that's fine. You just, just need to do it. it from the start. Yeah. Right? And uh, now they're doing. You know, now they're doing it. Yeah. Now they're doing it. And so I'm like, cool. Well, we get to see the original Enterprise that we've already seen, but with a different captain. Why don't you redesign the Enterprise again with a, and yeah, show a new us captain. like a sweet ass one? Yeah. Yeah. Give us like an Enterprise F. Uh, or or something. I like Enterprise the Enterprise Q. Z. I kind of love. I love the E. I I kind of love the Enterprise Z idea that Dylan was saying. Yeah. And Enterprise Z. It's 
they're decommissioning the whole enterprise line, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's like the the last dance version of Star Trek where they're like, oh. No, we're good. We can do this. Like we but it's like we used to be this flagship. We're not anymore, but we're gonna show you we can be the flagship. Yo, like imagine this wild ass pitch to PP. You're like, okay, <laughs> it's a mockumentary, it's the last dance, but it's with the Enterprise Z. So it's shot like a documentary on like 16 mil and everyone's doing all these interviews and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that'd they're be like, insane. Like, we got to have a documentary crew aboard the Enterprise for, its for, last this, for voyage. The, their last voyage. Like <laughs> we were able to shoot it in like 150 millimeter IMAX film. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> There's just this one dude. They get the biggest like Klingon dudes. Like holding these giant IMAX cameras, <laughs> <laughs> shooting this thing that is oh, so dull. that would be so incredible! Goddamn, I, I really, we actually don't have to worry about time too much because we're splitting this into two. So these, these we can I like ramble these a little bits, bit. Well, no, totally. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. <laughs> I do want to say that the music was done by our mm-hmm. good friend Denny Mac, Dennis McCarthy. <laughs> Danny Mac. Danny Mac. Danny Mac. The Mac. Usual suspects. They let him do a fucking movie. Well, so I'll just throw out some trivia because I think we got more time to do trivia this time. They shot this. They started shooting this while they were still shooting season seven of of The Next Generation. Really? Yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah, I mean, like they—they they just moved the crew over. They redesigned the sets a little bit. Yeah. I kind of wish that they would have thrown some of the money that they got to make this movie, and like when they were like on location out on the boat, and we're like, let's just shoot it. Let's just fucking shoot a scene for the show. Like, let's just do one let's real quick for it. the show. For and then the season show. seven just has some amazing production Incredible quality shit yeah. going on. Shit. Like. <laughs> I kind of love this. Like, I, even though this movie is, as Jan stated a little earlier, it's just an episode shot as a movie. Right. I think it's sick. I think it's awesome. And I love that they just brought the whole fucking gang along. It was like, you guys want to make a movie? (laughs) I literally just wrote in my notes for this. Guys, I took notes this time. Oh, shit. Um, I want a TNG quality. I want TNG movie quality in a TV show that's not Discovery. Discovery is too dark and green screened and it's too Marvelized. Yeah. 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 I, I think that like this is an example of how you do a Star Trek TV, but with a movie budget. Yeah. And the budget for this, by the way, wasn't even huge. I mean, like, obviously it's a lot of money, but 35 mil. That's it? For 35 million. That's like a mid tier, mid budget movie. That's like, at this point, that's considered a low budget low. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that uh, they put it all into the explosions too. Well, she was okay. getting blown to and hell. Slow mo cameras. Yeah, and the slow motion. <laughs> there are three slow mo shots that I can remember, and they really stick out. Two of them take out. place in the holodeck. The two of them take place in the holodeck. <laughs> no, they got those high speed cameras on a rowboat outside of the boat. <laughs> we'll get to those later, but they, no. they, they got it twice. The one, and then and then there's the jump, the horse jump. The, the horse jump, horse and jump? Then there's the there's the explosion where he goes flipping over the oh, console. Yeah, that's yes, the one that I remember. He's like, oh, people are fucking just flying, dude. The stunts in this are off the chain, man. Right, there is a lot of people 
fla- flipping and jumping and flying. Picard at one point rolls down like the whole side of a rock mountain. This, yeah, this really, this really, it does feel like a '90s movie to me because they put so much. I don't want to say reverence on the on the stunts, but it's not now. Like now, everything moves so quickly. You're what like the shots move so quickly to hide stunts, to hide yeah. things that yeah. aren't like. But back then, they weren't doing that. Like they, like, they were just doing, doing a wide shot and watching a guy jump, like rappel down a cliff yeah. and like sl- slam into the rock. That dude yeah, got not- rocked, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, we should find out who the the stand-in for Malcolm McDowell was, or like the stunt crew for generations. That, that scene in which the bad guy falls yeah. down and he grabs the rope, and then you see him get. Just yoked <laughs> into the rug. Into the it really like shocked me. I was like, "Oh, that guy got." <laughs> okay, so um, I I pulled it up on IMDb, um, and the stunt coordinator was Bud Davis. Good job, Bud Davis. Good really job, like Bud. Your stunts in this movie, <laughs> and the stunt double that you just were referencing for Malcolm McDowell was Randy Hall. Good job, dude. Good job, Randy. Um, I'm assuming that. Enterprise D crewman uncredited was probably the dude who flew over the console. That's Chris Durand. Right. Thank you. There's also Michael Haynes was another Malcolm McDowell uh, stunt double. John Nowak was the Patrick Stewart stunt double. And Bernie Pock was a William Shatner stunt double. And Don oh. Pulford was also a Shatner stunt double. One of those two guys s- were strapped into the onto that, that thing, bridge thing, right. yeah, that fell, and, and there was a long shot of right. just like, "Hey, Kirk is dying," because just <laughs> like you <laughs> see <laughs> that bridge just like fucking tumbled <laughs> and down he's the like, mountain, uh. and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Like they're killing William Shatner right well, cause now, because like, yeah, because like now they, and for good reasons, I understand why they do it. It's to save stunt people, People's, yeah, like lives and like livelihoods but now that shot where he gets slammed into the wall would have been like <laughs> him falling you see the rope tighten and then it would yeah. cut to the, him hitting the wall awesome. so that yeah. he wouldn't be hitting the wall very hard really yeah. it would just be like and the sound was, design would right. do a lot of the work exactly and, yeah that shot was so funny man i it's so crazy uh so yeah stunt crew I love getting into the 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 behind the camera behind the lens stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cinematographer for this, we usually don't talk about cinematographers, but this John Alonzo shot this. He did Chinatown and Scarface. Nice. That's a big. That's a. Those are big fucking movies. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah. He did a great job. That shot of um of Kirk jumping over the. Uh, thing on the horse and his son really pretty <laughs> slow motion yeah. yeah yeah really really nice it's just it, it feels there's some points in this where you're like oh yeah i'm watching a movie i'm watching right. a fucking movie it's a movie Dude, now okay i literally i wrote the last note that i wrote was these ones really feel like movies you know yeah. like there's this like <laughs> i i can't really explain it but they feel like cinema they're making cinema all the time well maybe and they, there's some movies yeah. that don't feel like that but these no. ones really feel like hey look this is a movie it's a movie ass movie. movie yeah it's a movie ass movie it's a very it, it, and i who who said that it was a 90s movie i mean like it is right. yeah. but like it it definitely f- 
there's a specific aesthetic. I don't know what was going on, but the way that they processed film or whatever. And then like, so for me, good. especially since I grew up in the nineties, uh, like, and I saw bulk it's nostalgia. Of movies. I'm very nostalgic nostal- towards yeah, that. Yeah. Right? Very nostalgic to that just way that they processed film in the nineties. And they still like, they were still doing most things practical, but there was a good blend of CGI in there, but the CGI, they it was so bad that they had to be like really careful about it. Yeah. Yeah. Selective. I think like the golden age for that for me is like the early two thousands where yeah. computers were just getting good enough to be able to do like a little bit, but they still needed like the practical thing to shoot the close-ups with, which is fantastic. But like, for example, the, the, the saucer section of the, you know what? We're talking so much about the movie right let's, now. Let's do, a, do recap. a recap. Darius yeah. <laughs> is our contestant for this week on, where usually uh, we give uh, a contestant a contestant 30 seconds or less to recap the whole episode. This time, Darius gets to do a two-hour movie in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get it. I just you, know how about this? It. We're going to do two of these. Yeah, and I, one I, will be... Just give me 30 what, seconds. And yeah, you get 30 seconds. It and then we'll be what yeah. it is, and then we can <laughs> go into it all Try we to want. pick like, up where we yeah. left off in episode <laughs> two. Um, well, let me pull up a timer for you, bud. Okay, ready when you are. Oh, I started writing things down. Um, okay. Uh, so we start with Enterprise B. It's on its press tour, and they got weird cameramen with like weird cameras on their heads, so they get their face into everybody. And then like there's a shit that goes wrong during the press tour, and then there's like a bunch of explosions. They're trying to save people. There's this guy in the med bay. He wants to go back into what we know as the Nexus. Now, flash forward, we got Romulans with like some weird like Trada Trace whatever they want. Same guy from the Enterprise B is now the bad guy wanting to get back into the Nexus. Kirk and Picard save the day in the end. And we see uh, Kirk chopping wood. <laughs> you know what? You actually, I think that's, that's pretty much boiled down to it. <laughs> I'm glad that you spent five seconds on the camera stuff on the head, the Google, God, the Google it's glass. So, like, it's so weird. He's getting his face into everything. I love that guy. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, just like reporters in general in the Star Trek universe is a very weird thing to me for yeah. some reason. So yeah, the guy with the camera, I was like, yeah, man, that get in there. Get in there with your face. Since in the future, there's no money, right? And everybody just gets to do whatever they kind of want to do because it's a post-scarcity society. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if there's just like people are like, I think I'm going to be a journalist. Like, oh, are you going to go to school for that? Like, I don't I think I'm just going to be a journalist. No, I think, I, I think I'm just going to. Gonna try it paparazzi. out. Yeah. What? You want to be one of those people? Yeah. Because like in, in Star Trek Picard, in that first episode, the the reporter in that episode who interviews Picard, she's asking horrible questions. Yeah. Like, so bad. And, yeah. and so biased too. She's like, so you're responsible for like the death. He's like, what the, f- what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you, is, this, <laughs> is this Fox? What's happening? What is going on? Yeah. Do, you, do uh, they have... Like state-sponsored media, or do you think that these are independent, like news companies? I think we've talked, like again, talking about how the Federation works is so it's weird. <laughs> uh, I think I, but I, I am coming around to the the idea pretty strongly that the Federation is just a benevolent command dictatorship, dictatorship <laughs> where there's a central command and yeah. they're like and they local elections and stuff. 
but they don't really matter at the end but of the they day. Probably, they probably do, you know, the, the reason that they're able to exist as like a central command dictatorship is they do things for the people and the people yeah. love it and there's not they're satisfied. Any, it like, might, yeah, it they're not might doing be one it for the things. power. They're just yeah. doing it because they, they want their fellow yeah. man to be well, in this perfect utopia, right? That this yeah, is right. the idea that a dictatorship would be fine because everyone is like trying to be get do the best for everyone, right? And there's a Deep Space Nine episode that explores that called Paradise Lost, where <laughs> all of a sudden the war comes to Earth and oh yeah, there's They're fucking like, the martial fuck law. And, yeah. and and people on Earth are like, wait, what? It's hold, like hold on. Technically, what? this is a dictatorship. <laughs> that was a wild ass episode. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. This episode this movie, movie ass movie. It's a movie ass uh, so, movie. So we don't have to talk. We can talk about it later, I guess, because it's the holodeck. But it opens up right after that main scene with the holodeck scene. It's so awesome. And I this, love that it's the, the first TNG movie stuff that we see is the holodeck. like ever is on the holodeck. And, yeah. and, and that's <laughs> we don't have to go into it, but this is such a good example of what we were talking about last week of like, oh, it's a movie. We have a bigger budget. Let's just let's just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Let's bring them. Let's bring them out on a boat. Let's yeah. put them on a boat. <laughs> I also love that this scene when they go into the holodeck shows up about thirty minutes into the movie. Right. Something I love about this movie is it's structured like a TV. Sh- it's structured like a TV episode. So the structure is really fucking weird. And you're like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, and you're like, when what? what? what's going to happen next? Like, are we at the point where like <laughs> they've lost all hope or like, right. it just doesn't really follow that. Like no super classic Hollywood structure that we're so used to these days because I they spend it, 30 minutes with Kirk. Well, they the 30 the, minutes with Kirk is weird <laughs> because, so because weird. then your heroes, your protagonist for the rest of the movie like are introduced 30 minutes into the movie. And I then think they do totally that right. work again. So the yes. first hour of the movie is introducing like two different crews. two different crews yeah which i i'm cool with i i this, love this also reminded me of like oh yeah this was like what how they did fan service in the 90s they didn't just like have a character show up and everyone go like oh it's kirk no it's they actually him. like sat there and like made a story out of it like <laughs> it is like it's a that's okay so here it is it's it's an episode it's an episode of star trek to open the movie. Yeah. And then it's a longer episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess is what, yeah, I get what you're saying now. I totally understand. I think they do a really good job. I do have to commend the writers of introducing the character of Kirk in a way that you understand everything about Kirk. So if, quickly. If you, if you never knew anything about Kirk. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, he, he's a guy, he's a man of action. And he's really good at his job, but he he's he's not yeah. supposed to do it anymore. I haven't yeah. watched a whole lot of the original series, but for some reason, this is a movie where watching Kirk, I was like, oh, I got to watch more of the original series. Oh, yeah. His like eager, like not eager, but like haphazard vibes in this one are awesome. He's right. just like so <laughs> fucking weird and he's saying a bunch of weird shit and trying There's to get a- out of his seat. There's a scene in this 
where I haven't seen this. This is the first time I've watched this movie. I, oh, I've seen ditto. some shots Same. of the Nexus stuff, but other than that, I've never seen it. And there's like the scene where they're where Chekhov is introducing Sulu's daughter to him. The more, yeah. Yeah. And Kirk goes like, that was like just yesterday. And Su- and, and uh, uh, Chekhov's Chekhov. like, no, it was like 15 years ago, like 12 years ago. He's like, are you sure? Because like, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. And at that moment, I was like, oh, is he going to get thrown into the Nexus? And now we're going to have some weird time stuff. And so that's why he <laughs> feels like it was just yesterday. Uh. <laughs> and it wasn't just uh. yesterday. It was 15 years. But like he's now out of time in some weird way. Or like he feels... <laughs> Doesn't end up coming true, no. yeah. But it would yeah. have been a totally Star Trek thing to do. Yeah, I will say though that thematically that kind of works because this movie is about how, you know, it's like it when you're in the Nexus, you don't feel time, right? Like time doesn't right. matter, and you're getting to do whatever you want to do. Right. And in a Smart way, writers. Kirk has lived his entire life doing exactly what he wants to do, which is it's the be Nexus a captain of a starship. Him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for him, that is living. It's that, that risk. It's that being a captain of a starship, and right. the time is flying by. And just now, finally, he's realizing. And the same thing happens with Picard. Yeah. Because when Picard when Picard finds out that Robert and Renee, Robert and Renee die in a fire he's like oh shit like i've been spending my entire life doing the thing that i want to do yeah because i'm because i feel like my brother has the whole (laughs) family name thing covered (laughs) yeah and now it's like ah shit (laughs) now fuck now i have to have a kid now damn it (laughs) it's so interesting yeah go ahead oh no i was just gonna say i love that like um even though i haven't again haven't watched a lot of the original series Whenever in the movies, this is my first time watching it also, whenever like the old crew shows up, I feel an immense amount of nostalgia for something that I didn't even experience. Right. right. Like they show up and I'm like, oh, look at those fucking guys. Yeah. Those still fucking like <laughs> big dick badasses. Yeah. Like there's like, <laughs> I know like I, there's for some reason I kept getting, I mean, I, I love Star Trek and I, I grew up watching the movies and, and stuff. So I, I probably have a different experience than you, but yeah. there's still something about like, when Captain Harriman played by Alan Ruck, i.e. Cameron yeah, from Cameron. Ferris Bueller's Day Off and also so on Succession as the fail son. Um, so good. He's so good as this captain who's just he like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I love when he him. yields control of everything to the old crew and yeah. they're just like, okay. And Chekhov's like, okay, you two, uh, we're going down to the sick your bay. Nurses we're gonna, now. Your yeah. nurses now. And Scotty's like, I'm just going to let me drive. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk's like, okay, do this, do that. And it's like, oh yeah, this the, 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 the dads are doing it. Yeah. The, dads the dads are doing it. <laughs> My, my, I was also like, did could did they not did um Takei not want to do this? Could they not get Takei? Was there a scheduling conflict? Like what happened there? I think this is around the time when Takei and Shatner kind of hated each other. Yeah, I think yeah. they have a, a hot and cold relationship, and yeah. at that point, it was very cold. Gotcha. Uh, and I know because that it really me, felt yeah. like they threw his daughter in there because they're like, we know he's not here. Couldn't get him. Like he didn't like, but we need to like acknowledge it. Yeah. I just love, especially when that stuff happens, they probably do it for those reasons, but the implications that are set once you introduce like a kid of one of the main cast is so wild, especially in the Star Trek universe. You're just like, Okay, they've got a kid, and then everyone's doing like weird mental math, and like, <laughs> well, and they even they even had like jokingly acknowledge that when they have Sh- like William Shatner, Kirk go like, when did he have time to have a kid? Have a kid? <laughs> when did that happen? How? 
And and then Chuck was like, "Well, you always said if you want something bad enough, you'll make it happen." Like, oh, oh man. Uh, also, Nimoy was originally supposed to be one of the three. Yeah, what, uh, what happened but there? Nimoy also, but Nimoy was also the original person that was asked to direct the movie because he directed a few Star Trek movies. Yeah, but he said that he didn't want to do it if he couldn't be involved in the writing process because he usually was involved Invo- throughout yeah. pre-production. But they just wanted him to, as a hired hand, to just like do it, shoot the thing. And so he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it then." Yeah. Uh, so that's why we have Chekhov and 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 Scotty instead. Yeah. Was was McCoy was. He, McCoy didn't want to do it either. Yeah. He didn't want to do it either. DeForest Kelly. Yeah. Dang. And I think it's for a similar reason. I think they wanted, like, they were like, I'll do it if we're like the main crew. But they had a pretty good, I mean, Undiscovered Country run. is a pretty good send off for that yeah. crew. Yeah. So uh, there's also, uh, yeah. speaking of Shatner and the whole crew, Shatner has so many like meme worthy expressions in this whole, oh, yeah. whole opening <laughs> part. And I'm shocked I haven't seen more of them. Like, when he's getting out of the the chair, yeah, the little wave. What was that weird little shot? Where he, goes, he does it in Wrath of Khan too. Uh, when it's basically the same scene where, like, the Enterprise is leaving space dock, but he's not in command. Yeah. He's just like nervous and like I, wants to do stuff I to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he does this thing with his hand. Where he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I just think Shatner is here's why Avery Brooks is actually probably the most Star Trek captain captain since Shatner is because they have yeah. they are both such weird actors, <laughs> but they're so weird in their own specific way that you're like, is he actually good? Is he actually yeah. a good actor? Because he's so specific. Yeah, dude. Because you get like you get sucked in by Shatner's performance, even totally. though it's weird. And like I could not imagine being uh, Captain Harriman with that guy yeah. sitting over there getting out of his chair being like oh, oh, oh my, right well I, I, oh. I still think Captain Harriman was like really nervous to be yeah. flying the Enterprise yeah. with the old Enterprise captain just he, watching Harriman you. hadn't had a chance to like put the Enterprise through its paces yeah. and like get used to being the captain of the Enterprise before yeah. the Enterprise captain was on the ship trying to be captain like yeah imagine if picard's <laughs> first time being captain of the enterprise had like kirk sitting there being like um actually can i backseat you know, i just actually want to can i just can, need to just... Do, can you do that like this? yeah picard's <laughs> like uh okay like uh maximum warp opposite direction of whatever this like space chain like from encounter at far point like opposite <laughs> and then kirk's like i wouldn't do that because <laughs> there's a, there is a point in the scene where Cameron, Captain Cameron Harry, right. yeah. is like, um, try like venting the plasma from the warp nacelles, and Kirk's like, not gonna work. Okay. <laughs> I love like that Picard goes like stupid fucks. engage, and then Kirk goes like, oh, that's dumb. That's stupid. Why oh, would you is that your thing? Yeah. Is that your thing? Is that your thing? <laughs> Uh, I do, I, speaking of the two of them together, I love them acting together. Yeah. Like, it's like you got weird Kirk over here, like weird, uh, weird what's shit. his name? Just be aware that you got Picard, you got him over here just being like an amazing actor. Like, <laughs> and well, like well, not really putting up with his shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> they're both Shakespearean actors. But they're trained, I feel like, it just in the opposite styles of performance. 
Like yeah. Stuart is trained in that Royal Shakespeare Company style. Mm-hmm. And Shatner yeah. is in the North American 60s, 70s style right. of Shakespearean acting. Yeah. Uh, and they're just opposite. They're just, they would be such a good, like, odd couple. Odd couple captains. Yeah, oh, they would be totally. so funny. How if, funny. If they had to room together. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you get you get Ronnie J to do the to do the score for uh, a limited series run uh, uh, of like eight episodes. And the first shot is like this amazing bridge of like an enterprise, like whatever. And then like through one door, you walks in Picard and then through the other door walks in Kirk. And they're like, what do you do? Or I thought I was a captain. I thought I was. Oh, what did and they have to like share being captain of the ship, like two for captains. Eight episodes. There's two seats, <laughs> the whole thing. Two captains, yeah, one ship, <laughs> one ship. <laughs> uh, that's so fucking good. Apparently, um, that reminds me of a little bit of trivia. Early drafts of this, they were trying to make it so the sh- the crews of the different enterprises had to fight each other. <gasps> so they were gonna have like the Enterprise crew from the original series. And the Enterprise crew from the the next generation have to fight each other, That's but they sick. couldn't figure out a way to make it make sense. <laughs> like they're like, no way would Kirk or They'd Picard's crews like Fire. they would find a way to yeah. not have to fight each other. Yeah, like, they just like they kept having to really twist things, like yeah. you know, like probably like a cue forcing them, or and there's like this is we can't do this. I would love to watch Riker and like Bones go at it. <laughs> Just that like squaring awesome. off, yeah. data versus data versus uh, Spock. Spock. Yeah. Oh man, with his Spock, uh, that's a logical data going like, well, it is until you look at it the way I just saw it, and so, now I'm beating you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, I, speaking yeah. of data, man, the emotion chip. <laughs> Brett Spiner is unhinged in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He went from he goes from zero to eleven. I went I went emotional data is insufferable. Insufferable. <laughs> and you can see it on Jordy's face. Jordy going like, I would not be friends with you if you had emotions all the time. This is ridiculous. This is awful. Uh, uh, he when he's just losing his shit on the Amargosa laboratory laughing at that joke from Encounter at Far Point. Uh and Jordy's like, Data, I need you to get your shit together. He's like, I, I can't. I can't I literally get my can't. shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got some crazy visual effects going on for the 90s. His big eyeballs, man. And, and like his, his mouth was, they had his mouth like going all crazy and stuff too. It looks like a I meme. I really think that's him. I think that's Spider. Really? No. I think he's twisting his effect. face. I no. don't think it was. Damn. No. I think no. it's Spiner. You're joking. I didn't see it I in thought Memory it was, Alpha. I his thought it eyeball was, got fucking big. I thought it was too. And then I saw his mouth do like a huge like Joker like smile. And I was like, yeah, I, I feels very visual effectsy. No, they did that. Makeup did maybe. Maybe no, makeup. No, his eye bulged. His eye got fucking huge. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Spiner some credit. I, think, I mean, no, he's I, good. If, I'm not, yeah, yeah. No, Spiner's great. Because I just don't see it in Memory Alpha. And I feel like that would be in the trivia for it. Oh, uh, that was digital big eye, I think. Because you see like memes like that now, too, where people do their eyes all big and weird and goofy. You mean like Snapchat filter? Yeah. <laughs> like a little Snapchat filter. Yes. 
Uh, I also love the line that he says when he's uh, eating the food and he's tasting it for the first time. This is revolting. Oh, yes. I hate this. It's revolting. (laughs) More? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Really good timing on that. More? So good. Please. A great comic relief, too. I'm glad that they kind of just like took that part of it and were like, let's just let Brett Spiner be fucking weird in this one. It's 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 great. He's like a four year old, and he's experiencing all emotions to their extreme all at once. And the people around him have to be like, "Yep, that's what feelings like, bro. Do you want it to feel? That's that's feeling. <laughs> that's what you um, wanted." <laughs> I mean, also they, uh, while we're talking about it, uh, changed Data's flap into a whole head coming off. Yeah, <laughs> they just took his whole scalp off. <laughs> I bet. I bet Big that budget, was Jordy man. saying like. Okay, Data, I have to sit you down, and I don't want you to take this personal. He's like, I cannot take anything personal. He's like, good. Um, whenever I have to click the back of your head it's and it disgusting. pops out, it just grosses me out. It's also I would hard be more to get to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it would be more comfortable for me if we just modified this, so I can just take the scalp off, just scalp you, and then I can just. And he's like, yep, no, say no more. Well, I'll make those modifications. Oh man, it Say took me no six more. years to get the courage to ask you to change your <laughs> little flat. <laughs> really gross. At least it's not like Lore, where like Lore has one in his neck. Uh, uh, it's fucking gross, man. Um, uh, at the same time, this is around the same time in the movie. Uh, Romulan tricorders are fucking huge. <laughs> is that Did what you was? see how big that Romulan tricorder was? <laughs> Wait, what? Like this big? Yeah, it was like it was like almost small laptop size. Like <laughs> they're they're all gamers. They're just like I just want I just need the power. Like I, I just need to have it if I, I mean like ninety percent of that thing is battery pack. I hate when my tricorder runs out of battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually this size. But if you if you put the battery pack on it. I mean, so when was the last time I charged huge. this thing? I don't even know. Like I can just <laughs> It's got like it a tiny bit of trilithium Star- in it. And Starfleet's like, yeah, but I mean, I put my tricorder and plug it in before I, like when I go to bed, I plug my tricorder it's in. It's wireless. So I don't, it's wireless I don't, charging. I don't need a big battery. Like what? Yeah. Am I going to be? And then Romulans are like, yeah, but what if you're stuck on a planet for like three days and but you can't charge? Happens, can't charge. <laughs> you need or like weeks. You got to have it. You got to, ha- you want to make sure. It's like, yeah, but how often is that going to happen? But when it does happen, you and want you, but, it. But if I get stranded, I'm going to have like two other people. So they'll turn their tricorders off. We'll have one tricorder we can use. Or, and then yeah. as they die, we'll just turn them on. Like, <laughs> What if you need to run like level three diagnostics, like back to back to back? That, that, How that's often a, do you really run level three diagnostics though? A like, surpri- I sometimes just run level three <laughs> diagnostics on things because like absent, like just, just, uh, just whenever, uh, just whenever. And that was uh, that was if Romulans were Android people and if Starfleet were Apple people. <laughs> yeah, I just can do more with this thing. Like I can personalize it a lot more. Uh, it's I yeah, tried. but like when you send me a message from that tricorder, it's green, and I can't name the group chat. It's ridiculous. It's, it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> this is, and that's why the Romulans and the Federation, Romulan Star Empire and the Federation, have never gotten along. That's that's green, why green text, right? Green you text. got green blood, green text, green blood. Green t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Uh, this this movie was shot in fifty days. Hmm. Damn, so that's not that's pretty good. I mean, it is that's fast. A big, 
It is a big TV show. I guess for a big production. So like, yeah. It, and they shot it in 94 and it came out in 94. Are you serious? Yeah. For that for that time, that's a quick turnaround. On a they really yeah. pumped that shit out. Well, again, they just did it like a TV episode. They just, <laughs> I love that. They just fucking did it. I'm, I'm sure they, they were editing dailies. Oh, of course. Yeah. Doing all that while yeah. they were shooting. Like, For sure. And definitely. I'm sure ILM was doing the digital stuff early. Uh, they also reused that bird of prey explosion. That that thing is that has been reused so many times in Star Trek. <laughs> I, dude, I love <laughs> I love that explosion because correct me if I'm wrong, that's the point when Riker they like figure it out and they're and it like whips in on Riker and he's like blow it to Fire. shit yeah <laughs> fuck him up fuck him up <laughs> just fucking do it that was so dope I was like yeah Riker would be a real cool captain yeah I really loved the scene this is a little later on but when they like have hacked Jordy's visor and like <laughs> The two, like all the, all the, they basically turn the Klingons into bumbling idiots. I love And how all they the Klingons them. are like watching the view screen. They're like, when is he going to go to, the, <laughs> why is he going to engineering? engineering. He's the, he's the only, <laughs> he's the only engineer in Starfleet who doesn't actually go to engineering. I do think it's a really great, like, wink to the audience of like he's, like, he's just been wandering around. Like, he hasn't even been going anywhere. And it's like, is this because like, the Enterprise is so big, <laughs> uh, or is it just like joke, like clowning on Jordy for not really working? Ever. Can I say that? I just gotta get my steps in. I just gotta get my the steps. Enterprise in. being so big, I feel like they made it bigger because it's a movie. The yeah. scale of the Enterprise and the ability Huge. to make bigger sets made the Enterprise feel even bigger than it, it does. actually. Like, yeah, it yeah. does feel bigger. It's also all lighting, man. They changed yeah. the, the color temperature on all those lights. So the yeah. enterprises, and I wonder if it's like a, a like was there a memo or was there like a ship poll like asking, hey, like we're thinking of making some changes. Um, if you have any like suggestions, and people were like hundred percent the lights, like they gotta go. Can they you gotta take change. out the fluorescent lights? They're giving me it's, headaches. It's just been for Can we years. get some incandescents in here? I can't like, do the LEDs. They have yeah. a weird hum, weird line. Can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, cool. Yeah, we'll do it. This is part of my initiative as first off. Like, this is Riker's, like, email that he sends out everybody. <laughs> Riker's, like, sending personal relaxation lights to everyone. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, God, people aren't going to have any ambition now. Every, that was, yeah. like, the only reason anybody wanted to be captain was to get a personal relaxation <laughs> light. Fucking lame, And Riker man. only did it so he could get a personal relaxation right. light because he's never going to be <laughs> captain. <laughs> Speaking of personal relaxation lights, uh, when Picard goes and visits Guinan for some magical black woman advice, mm -hmm. uh, he in in on, in her quarters, she's got approximately one billion candles lit in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I hate how like pinnacle, like how important she is to the plot, and she's not in like any of the movie. Like she's, not. she's kind of an important part of the whole thing, right. but she's just not in any of it. Just yeah, the she, vital parts. She's just there to deliver some important emotional advice and That's some exposition. It. Yeah. It's it's very it's probably the part of this movie in terms of writing that has aged the worst. Very poorly. You yeah. know what? I disagree. 
Okay. You know what the What's line worse? is? movie that has <laughs> aged the worst and is very obviously written by a bunch of men in a writer's room? Human females are so repulsive. Yeah. And then it like cuts back to the Klingons and they have them making like the most ridiculous looking faces because they're like, all right, now look as ugly and as gross as possible because you just said that. Like (laughs) as repulsive as possible. (laughs) And and I thought they cut to maybe I maybe I'm missing this wrong, but it was an equally as shitty thing. I thought they cut to a shot of Beverly Crusher in this like weirdly hot pose. Like when she when they said that that yeah, might she's, yeah she's they, designed they that, to look very it appealing yeah. cuts yeah. to them and then it, cu- it cuts to her and then it cuts back to them being like oh <laughs> yeah it's God. like weirdly horny for Gates McFadden who you know is is a very attractive woman and then it's weirdly yeah it's just like across the board just a, a, a I was like I wrote my notes like that line was not written by a woman well no there are no women. <laughs> It might even be a Rick Berman. It does feel Rick Berman-y. It does feel very Rick <laughs> that, Berman-y. That was his own personal touch. He read the whole <laughs> yeah. script and his only note was, can we get some like uh, ugly hot stuff? Maybe a joke <laughs> in there? That's it. And let's put some boob windows on those Klingon <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> boob windows. <laughs> that is the weirdest part about the the Klingon uniforms for women. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't think they're like that on D Space Nine, are they? They are. They had I the boot windows in DC Space Nine? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, they fucked with yeah their whole look, except for that. I do like Lursa and Bator as these. They're basically, it's always sunny Klingons, is <laughs> yep. what I think of them. So the goofy. Dura, the I love Dura sisters. They yeah. like are always like scheming and have stupid plots. <laughs> like, guys, all we gotta do. We just get this trilithium, right? Okay. We're going to get this trilithium. I know a guy. I know a guy. He's going to blow up a star, and then we get the star blowing up text. Do we, like, do we, ever, see, do we ever see the Dura sisters with Quark? Because I feel like they a Quark would, Dura oh. sisters like, like adventure oh would go they would vibe. very well. <laughs> that would be so awesome. They were I, if, kind of incredible. One of my favorite parts of the movie, actually, because their well, yeah. comedic relief bumbling idiot thing is very funny. I think they show up. They definitely show up in TNG. I think they also show up in DS Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're definitely like characters uh, That's awesome. that they decide to to kill off in this movie. We uh, need but, more like uh, something siblings. Like we need yeah. more of those in Star Trek because they're great, very fun. I love the, it. And the House of Duras in in Klingon in Star Trek lore, they're they really are like the shitty Klingons. They're the Klingons who want all the power and, and control and stuff but they do it in non-Klingon ways of yeah. like the set they do it Romulan style deception, deception. And, and and shit like that uh, but yeah they're just so like they're just dumb so I love funny. it uh, uh, how about that how about Enterprise's uh, astrometrics basically uh, the stellar cartography room yeah that was dope because they were like up on this little catwalk area yeah. And then the way they looked like they shot this was they had their like their set and then they had screens outside of it they projected onto. Was it rear this, projection? I or? think it was rear projection. Interesting. And I thought I, I don't thought know. It was this is how screen. I this yeah. is how I would do it just sure. looking at it cuz this sure. looked like rear projection. They didn't have high density LED screens at the time like. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it looks great. 
and it looks great and they're like up above everything and so like the scale of this made this was like where i came up with like to the it made enterprise look bigger because like you never see a room like this in the tv show yeah because they probably just one don't have the budget two don't have the time to like set all this shit up again but this was like a hey look we're making a star trek movie Look at yeah. this awesome Look set. That we, we got a camera on a crane. It's moving around. <laughs> it so reminds cool. me of the Cerebro room from X Men a little bit. Interesting. Uh, if, you know when and which maybe I'm just associating that because Patrick Stewart's also pr- Professor X. Yeah. But you know it's got like the cat, like you said, the catwalk into this big global room, and you're looking at stuff. That's fucking cool. Uh, I think it is funny that like in this episode they do stellar cartography in that room. Um, but they probably have been doing it under consoles the whole time, the rest of the series. But this time Picard's like, you know what? I don't spend enough time in Stark. I just, I'm going through <laughs> a lot of stuff mentally. I'm just going to hang out with my bro, Data. <laughs> just going to hang. Just got to chill. turns out Data's having a crisis. <laughs> that, this, the section of the movie too, when they're like investigating felt very Batman-y to me. Yeah. Where they're, where... It's like, we got to figure out this mystery. Why is he blowing up these stars? Why is he doing this? I like that. And <laughs> yeah. they, they spent a lot of time in that scene. That's like, it felt that, like 10 minutes or something. That to me was a, like, uh, you could do a one-to-one between how TNG versus how Discovery would handle something. Because this was like this, the scenes in Discovery where they're like trying to figure out the Red Angel thing of like, all right, where's the Red Angel going to be next? Why is the Red Angel doing this, this, and this? Like... And for them, they were like, okay, why are you blowing up the planets? What's happening? And they just spent like maybe a scene with a couple of long shots going on. They spent let a the lot of act. long time. Yeah. They yeah. let them actually yeah. talk. And they, they wove in the arcs for both Data and pa- Picard there too. Like mm-hmm. Data's like, I'm, I can't, I feel so guilty and bad about stuff. And Picard's like, yeah, under the hood, I'm also dealing with that. Yeah. And this part of the human experience is... Not controlling it, it, but just dealing with it and integrating it. And then Picard basically tells Data, hey, stop being a child (laughs) and deal with your emotions. Yeah, I love that at first he's like, this is what being human is like. And Data's like, I can't take it. And then he's like, sit the fuck down and do your job, okay? You're a Starfleet officer, you guys. No, just turn me off. I don't don't like this. Just turn me off. Like, buddy, you want to be a human? This is what being a human is like. This is what it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, he, you, you see him change tactics, which I, I love that that sort of actor stuff. All right, yeah. I, okay. I just found a, a a photo of the behind the scenes of the stellar cartography. Yeah, <gasps> room. Yeah, and it is really dope. I'll share it in our Discord. Love it. This is a good time to mention that our Discord's a great place for uh, cool memes, stuff. mostly, 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 mostly memes. memes is what happens there. Yeah. Uh, I love how fucking long the scene is where they crash. It it's is so long. <laughs> long. It's like they took the like original motion picture where they're looking at the ship and they're doing that, destroying it, and it is awesome. And the miniatures that they use, yes, to like when it lands and it's going through all the trees and everyone's it, get fucking thrown around. It looks good. It does look good. I was it's like, a real model. Mm-hmm. I was like, this actually looks, this is holding up. This is holding up yeah. quite well. All the special effects hold up really, really well. Yeah. And they did it Even, cheap. Yes. 
Yes, even his weird his weird ass gun, the bad guy's weird oh, sideways gun. I yeah. loved that gun. Yeah, that gun was like, hey, what if we had our character shoot like their gun the the like very stereotypical gangster way of turning his gun sideways, but yeah. it was meant to shoot that way. It's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> they managed to make a Star Trek gun that, in for me, Star Trek guns need to look kind of dumb. They, yeah. they should never look cool, and they managed to do that while also making it cool. Like it's dumb weird. and cool. Yeah, it's right. dumb and cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's iconically his gun. We never see anything like it in Star Trek again, ever. It's Soren's gun. Yeah, uh, I will say this does make me think. I think so. I watched this movie a lot as a kid, and I haven't seen it in a long time. So my memories of it, you know how those those memories get skewed because mm-hmm. you remember things differently. This movie moves a lot faster than I realized it did. I think really, it, to me, it does. It felt uh, slow to me. And that's totally valid. Um, but in my head, I felt like there was just more movie, like more happens in this movie than it does. And it just, the character of Soren is really crazily underdeveloped, which is pretty typical of a movie for a yeah. villain. But it, he's just, he's just he's, like, you killed, it killed my family. Bor- I gotta go back. <laughs> Borg killed my family. Want to go back in a ribbon. Uh, and that's about it. Like you don't ever see him struggle with his plan. You don't ever yeah. see him real. Like you don't see the sacrifices he's made to get mm-hmm. to this point. You just, he's just uh, enterprise B. He's like, I want to go back. And then now in, in current time, enterprise D time, he's just like, I'm blowing up stars and destroying civilizations so I can get back to my family. We don't like the character. It reminds me of the character from year of hell. Who's, you know, doing the temporal incursions or whatever to Uh see his family. Mm -hmm. It's basically the same plot. Yeah. But, but that character is better developed than Soren is. That'd be a good movie villain. If I was going to make a star Trek, I'd probably take that guy from year of hell. And I do appreciate that to be clear, like he's not a typical star Trek movie villain that they've, tend to do now which is just vengeance it's always like vengeance which they make fun of in crisis point by calling her like vindicta Vindicta. (laughs) so so i like that soren is like i kind of just want to go to the cool like fantasy place yeah i just want to live my my life my my best life and i'm doing it in a twisted way but he's just so cold and doesn't care about anything that it's it's hard to and you got Malcolm McDowell from like A Clockwork Orange. Right. You should see like some of that sociopathy or something or just do those he's things. He's good. He doesn't get enough, but he's I, I liked him in the role. No, lot. he's great in the role. He doesn't have yeah. much to do. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like give him some scenery to chew. Give him some stuff to do. I think yeah. that it, the movie suffers because we have that whole half hour up top yep. where we're dealing with Kirk. And they're like, we want this nostalgia and we want this so we're going to sacrifice half uh, a half hour of scenes that we could have with the bad guy yeah you know what would have been okay. cool for me I think what, what yeah. might have made it more unified I know that they're trying to give like the origin story of the the villain of mm-hmm. but what if what if he was already doing his plan oh. at that point okay so he's like he's the one who caused the nexus to fly into the ships uh, at the beginning and he's still doing it like 80 years later. He's still like doing this. I was so confused. In. And I think I missed some dialogue because in that first scene, 
when Guinan's there and he was like, I want to go back, I want to go back or whatever. My, my like, uh, time travel brain was like, I was waiting for that to happen at the end of the movie because I, for some reason, thought that they got shot through time and mm-hmm. he was like, I want to go back to the the ribbon thing. Yeah, That's what I thought happened. Uh, but what happened is that's his origin story. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. I, I was so no, confused it's, it's about that good, point. Because it's just not done in a way that is very clear. The way, yeah. the way that you just described would also fit my thing of like, Kirk being out of time in some yeah. way. Yeah. 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 I think we just all have watched too many Christopher too Nolan time. movies at this point. <laughs> so our, our concept of time in movies is always like, what's what's really going on? What's happening? When, just, when is this person? We're too time travel literate now. Yeah. We're just so damn smart about time travel and it can't be simple anymore. <laughs> do you guys want to pop into the archive real quick and we'll come back? Uh, or, yeah, oh, let's do it. Why don't we just pop in the archive? Okay. Let's pop in. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Can I be honest with you guys? The last two days have been crazy. Please, let's hear it. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I know all the Nexus I mean, first of all, we beam into the, we test our theory, beam into the Nexus. It works totally fine. Yeah. yeah, but then on the the way out, you know, like we put in the coordinates a little wrong. I think there was a mistake there, Pert, on the date. Um, I I don't know why you're singling me out. This is a well, group you were in effort. charge of the date on beaming out. Was I? Yeah. That was me. You just put in the star date. We we said you just put in the star date. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I've just been spending a lot of time building these snow globes. I think I was a little distracted. Yeah, and so now we got beamed back in time to. Surprisingly, the exact time that the Enterprise B was going out on its press flyabout yeah. with Kirk on it. You know, the day Kirk died? Yeah. Did you just have that star date memorized from, from Starfleet Academy or something? And that's just the star date that you put in randomly, Pert? I don't know. I'm not I'm not much of a bookworm, but yeah, that must have that must have been what happened. Just one of those star dates that just gets stuck in your head and you just put it in there? Yeah, since like my family died in a big explosion, I'm very like attached to when people die in explosions and stuff i didn't know your family died in a big explosion i guess you never get to that part of the story yeah i've tried to tell you guys a few times about the explosion i like when i was following kirk downstairs like down the turbo lift you know Uh you guys remember when i left because wait you 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 followed followed kirk well yeah he said he was gonna go deal with it and i was like this is a perfect chance for me to help captain james t kirk do something were you going to try to alter the timeline? No, I wasn't going to try to alter the timeline. I was just going to, you know, try to help him do something. Well, I guess that would alter the timeline. Yeah, that's yeah, that would alter the timeline. In the moment, I didn't think about it because in the moment, I was like, "This is a perfect opportunity to get some buddy buddy time with James T. Kirk." You were blinded by Kirk's Kirkness, right. right? And so we went down to the what was it, fifteenth uh, uh, level, and he was in working on one of the relays whatever i can't remember exactly what it was but like he modulated the deflector dish so that it would simulate a quantum uh, right that's what he was doing and so like he was doing it and he was having some trouble and they were like hurry up hurry up hurry up kept hearing it over the the comms and so i was like 
you know what? I think I know how to fix this. So I went out into the uh, hallway and I started working on the other access panel that was there. And I think I might have fucked up because I put two wires together and then an explosion happened. You wait, what? You put two wires together right outside of the deflector dish? Yeah, because that's what that, they they needed to like cross the wires, so I crossed the wires. Tom, that's or do you have any familiarity with 23rd century starship design? Well, I mean we briefly went over it in start. Yeah, those wires just changed the polarity of that deck. You you basically changed the charge of the hole so that it attracted the Nexus's lightning ribbon. Well, now, that, in hindsight, that makes total sense, and I probably shouldn't have done it, but you're being I did. incredibly calm about this whole situation. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been thinking about calm. it. I've been giving it some thought, and at uh-huh. first, I was crying, and I was screaming, and I was yelling, and I was... I was like completely like I couldn't even stand. Yeah, you're beside yourself. That's probably good. But since I've had a couple days to sit with it, I remembered that James T. Kirk died in the history books that we had in Starfleet Academy. He died on that day, and so if I wasn't down there and I didn't accidentally cross the wires, would James T. Kirk have died? Well, we we don't even know that anymore because you did it. So did I do it? Did I do it beforehand too? Like, well, we don't know. There's no way for us to know, Tom. Right. So, like, it kind of eased my conscience in a conscience in a way because now I know that I was probably the reason Kirk died, and I didn't fuck up the timeline any. But maybe you did fuck up the timeline. We don't. We would know that. We wouldn't know that because it just changes instantly. But we would. We would know, and now we know that it didn't happen. I don't think that's how that works. Pert, why are you grabbing forks? Sorry? You just have a whole giant bag yeah, of forks. You have a bag of yeah, forks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just vintage is really hot when we get back to our own time and I've taken this opportunity to uh collect a few things, if you will, from this enterprise. Uh, so we've got forks, I've got some spoons. Um <clears throat> I took a few control panels. Uh, I just ripped them off the wall. Um, you know we're supposed to be fixing the Enterprise B, right? Not destroying the Enterprise B. Well, yeah, we all agreed that we would pretend to be part of the repair crew so right. that we wouldn't alter the timeline. Well, th- that's kind of um, the thing. Is like I, It looks like I'm repairing things, you know? Um, so I grabbed a couple of those. Uh, I grabbed a couple badges from people. Uh which is cool. Like off their chest? Like just as you were walking by, you just yeah. grabbed it off their chest? Well, they're yeah. not functional. They don't, have, they don't serve that kind of purpose. After my parents died, I got really into pickpocketing uh, in the big city. Uh, so I, I'm very good at pickpocketing. Hey, guys, 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 guys. Look, that's, that's the guy I was telling you about. What? It's Tuvok, right? Which I one? I don't know. Which one? Who? It's like a group of like five the, people right the, there. Yeah, the guy, Tuvok. None of them look like Tuvok. Yeah, I don't know. No, come on. Don't. This isn't funny. We're not laughing. We're not laughing. The 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 lieutenant over there from the Enterprise B's bridge crew. Yeah, Uh yeah. That's Tuvok, right? He just for some reason he's a human. I don't. I don't. They don't look anything alike. No, not that guy. That the guy who looks. I don't even know how to explain this. Just are you talking about the? You're probably aware of what humans call racism right 
yes, I am. A, it, it's a concept that it's like how you guys always say that I'm a Romulan. That's that's no. racist. I don't know what that is. Okay, well, that's regardless of whether you're Vulcan or a Romulan, and I think the judge is still out on that one. Uh, are you saying that he looks Vulcan. like Tuvok because they're both black? No, they looked. If I, look, just imagine. Put some Vulcan ears on him. Just ima- use your imagination. Put some Vulcan ears on that have guy. Vulcan ears. But what if he did? But he does. What if I? This is what I'm telling you. There and aren't he, common did, replicators even here. Even if he did, I don't see the resemblance. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, his nose don't is way it. different. Like if it's a, we were to see if identical to, nose. If there is to be a movie shot. Like I don't, I don't think the same actor could play both Tuvok and the lieutenant. Absolutely Are you not. Kidding that he even has the same cadence. He's like very straightforward. He's. Have you hung out with Tuvok at all? Do you even know Tuvok? That yeah. guy is not Tuvok. Mm-mm. That guy actually has fun. Yeah, look, he's smiling. What? That's a smile. You consider that a smile? Yeah, he's he's a huge smile. The, the weird thing is, I know that Tuvok served on the Excelsior with Captain Sulu. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's maybe affecting my perspective here. Cause that could be it. This whole ship looks like the Excelsior, right? Well, it's an Excelsior-class yeah. ship, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, There's shit. Wait, what? hold on. What? I think I figured it out. Sorry. What? I space out sometimes while people are talking. I think I figured out how to get us back into... The Nexus? The Nexus, Nexus with this technology that we have here okay i'm gonna really with 23rd century technology yeah you just have to cross a couple of wires no you no, gotta no, look no, into no, it no 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 pretty sure check. we just cross a couple <laughs> yeah let's let's get some guest star shout outs going Woo. uh yeah we've already talked about alan ruck as Hell captain yeah. harriman of the enterprise b so good cameron from from ferris bueller who i think ferris he's been typecast bueller. as like Nervous in, in guy. over his head, nervous, um, maybe like fail son sort of thing. Yeah. He's he so good in succession. succession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Speed. He had, he had, he had a good <gasps> I run seen in the Speed. 90s. I you really want to watch Speed? Speed. No, no, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, 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 I know, I know. Because what did I, we just, I just watched something that was directed by the guy who directed Speed. Jan de Bont? Jan. Or was it Luc Besson? It's Jan de Bont, isn't it? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, maybe. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Jan Debat. It is. It is. I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think who's in Speed? Dennis Hopps, Sandra Bullock, Reeves. <laughs> yes, I know Keanu Reeves in Speed. Jeff Daniels. Hang, police officer. I gotta watch Speed. Yeah. Anyway. Sandra Bullock. Anyway, yeah, not important, but yes, I, I need to watch Speed. Alan Ruck. Um, He's just one of the guys on the bus. We sh- uh, everybody should watch Speed. It's it's a banger. <laughs> it's another one of those mid '90s movies that was probably done pretty cheap, but is yeah. better than everything that comes out now. Hell yeah, really we'll, great uh, movie. We'll have you guys on the Frames and Full Pod to watch Speed. Speed. <laughs> For real, I would I would love to do that. That's yeah. one of I think that movie's so good. Uh, okay, we also have Brandy as Spot the cat. This moment <laughs> when he finds Spot. Warmed my heart. It's a perfect so nice. ending to his little emotional arc. I'm crying. Yeah. I believe my chip is still malfunctioning. Oh, <laughs> no, I think every, it's working oh. just right. I love movie TNG because everyone's like, 
at at their peak. Everyone's looking their hottest. Everyone's acting their best and looking great on screen. And it just gets me psyched. I love it. I, I do feel bad for this is just another symptom of how they never figured out how to write Troy. I know. She she's just around for the men when they're having emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh and this happens here with always with data yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um and also, she crashes the ship. <laughs> Wait, does she? Is she I mean, the one no, who crashes the fault, ship? But she is at the helm when the Enterprise oh. D crashes. <laughs> she also crashes the ship in Nemesis. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's intentional, but yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, we've spoken of as Soren, Soren. who is who, by the way. Is the uncle to Alexander Siddig, who is Bashir in the Deep Space Nine. Oh, so really? They're related. Yep. And Whoa. according to Alexander Siddig, uh, Malcolm McDowell said that the script was shit. <laughs> Hated this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> probably because his character sucked. He would yeah, probably read him was like, just, I don't get to do anything. Well, he, okay, we'll talk about this in the next episode. Why he yeah. chose this, why he accepted this role. And uh, and how it was originally supposed to go. Uh, Jacqueline Kim played Demora Sulu. Did she die? Did everyone die on that ship? No, no, she, right. everyone she died the first time. The first time. No, no, no. Oh, everybody died on the Enterprise D. Yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Barb. Uh, Barbara March played. Hold on, I got. I got a freaking Amazon package. I have to open the door. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, while we wait for Jan to get his Amazon package, um, let's just keep going with the guest star shout outs. Keep going with the yeah. guest star shout outs. We've got Barbara March as Lursa <laughs> and <laughs> Gwyneth Walsh as Bator. Bator? Is that how you'd say that? Bator? 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 Bator. Jan just returned. From getting his package to immediately and- knock down the curtain behind him. <laughs> this has happened so many times. <laughs> you guys just Jan, keep doing the guest star shout out. Is that done with a tension rod? Yeah, it's a tension shower rod. And it, okay, it's so that's been that's fine why for months. But well, now that the podcast is literally falling apart, it's literally <laughs> falling apart. Maybe we should just like just uh, call it here. <laughs> Call the podcast here and we'll pick up next week yeah. with the next when episode. We our yeah. shit together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I'm hey, going to fix this spoiler up. Spoiler alert. We're going to record this next episode right after we're done right with this afterwards. episode. But you're not, uh, not going to get to listen to it until no, a week yep. later. Okay. Um, and we should do some. Uh, we should do some. Emmy's helping me out. Um, Holy shit! I didn't. Yeah. Oh my god! That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I just saw the curtain rising. I was like, "What the fuck is Whoa. going on?" <laughs> I'm a magician. Uh, we should uh, do our end of episode stuff, though. Uh, no, so absolutely. the next episode is part two of yes. Star Trek Generations. So if if you listen to this episode without watching the second half of Star Trek Generations, go watch the second, the second half, half of Star Trek Generations. Um, yeah. Please subscribe to this. We mentioned it earlier if you if yeah. you like what you're listening to. Um, mm-hmm. And feel free to tell anybody in your curling league about this. 
uh, podcast. <laughs> it's apparently pretty hot in the curling scene. Super hot in the curling mm. scene. Um, yeah. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram. We got uh, uh, at Trek to the Holodeck on Instagram. There's a link in our bio that can send you to all the different places like our sweet Discord that we've been talking about Woo! and sharing things in. All the memes. Uh, all the memes and stuff. So join that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the Our um, our podcast network's uh, Discord, Indiesaurus. A lot of fun shows on that uh, A lot of fun shows. Network, and they all have their own room within their Discord, but it's also like just a cool Discord. So go check that out. It's a lot of like nerd culture but also a lot of just like positive fun stuff over there positive it's very vibes. positive it's like the positive very vibes. positive vibe discord i appreciate mm-hmm. that about it absolutely uh, uh computer voices provided by verona blue the intro and outro music was made by bodyline used with permission by the midwest collective you can get that on Bandcamp if you like it it's really dope yeah and paramount plus if you're gonna Maybe. give us a show <laughs> Where our characters just get like inserted into episodes of Star Trek, then we're cool. We're good. Like, but if you're not going to give us that show, leave us the fuck alone because this is a fuck fan you. podcast. And <laughs> we uh, don't, you know, uh, own any rights or anything like that. Yeah. So this is a chill fan podcast. Just chill. We just like to chill and chill talk track. track. Chill, chill track. Chill track. Yeah. All right. And program. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 